independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. So grateful and happy we beat inflation. I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, finally it has happened. I mean, yesterday's news and the crashing of the stock market and the things that of that nature uh, that took place. By the way, the stock market crashes. I would not be surprised. Let's mark. Uh, what's the date today, Producer Bill? It's the 14th of uh, September. Sweet Jesus. How that fast did we get here? Uh, if in the next, oh, 45 days, October tends to be the month that we have something that goes a little awry, if you will, uh, in the market. So don't be surprised if something uh, happens next month. But the, the reality is, is we have beat inflation. And yesterday they celebrated at the White House, which is what you need to do. And if you're going to celebrate, you can't have Biden Fest without a musical accompaniment. Uh, they rolled out, dug up, and found James Taylor, who apparently his guitar was not in tune. And I say that because it sounds awful. I have seen fire. And he sounds awful. I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days I thought would never end. But the, the beauty of yesterday is that they, they won, right? They, the celebration was real. It was needed. We've beat inflation. It doesn't matter that, you know, the numbers weren't very good and inflation is continuing to stay there. And if you take out stuff like food and gas, which is insane because <laughs> apparently we need none of the energy or food, uh, it was even higher than, than expected. I live where? Phoenix. What is Phoenix? The highest in the country. The highest in the country. Yeah. How was it handled in several places? CNN uh, was calling some fact-checking baloney. Fox did what Fox does. All right, I do not want to be a party crasher, but we interrupt this celebration for a hard, cold dose of reality. Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. The very inflation that the president said he's made great progress addressing, heralding his Inflation Reduction Act as the boon for the economy that we didn't see in a key number out earlier today. The sell-off, the likes of which we've not seen in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, just to give you guys a, uh, and I'm sure the market will have some sort of, yesterday was a surprise, hence the reason uh, that, that, you know, there was, it, it's twofold. You had the marketplace that expected the numbers to be lower. They weren't. They didn't expect a bump. And what that meant was twofold. They were hoping that Jerome Powell didn't have to take out his whooping stick and raise rates. And now they realize, uh-oh, it's not over, and he's going to have to raise rates again, and that is going to, because they thought, well, maybe they've got some stuff under control. Well, they have. They're spending the hell out of money that they don't have, because that's what we do in this country. And that's not just uh, this president. That's pretty much every president ever, because we have an unlimited credit card that is going to cost us. But these numbers are ugly. In percentage terms, the roughly 4% hit in the Dow is the worst we've seen in two years. Ditto the S&P 500. And again, the Nasdaq. All hit and hit hard because inflation remains stuck and no one can get it under control. Hit the body. Hit the body. <clears throat> no, nobody can. But they had James Taylor. I mean, listen to him. Just listen to this sweet... Silky playing. I don't see. Oh, God. Does that make you just want to cry? Yes, it does, Chad. It's awful. 
It's awful. Who do we have to thank for this? Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. So we got that going for us. So there's that. So who's excited, huh? You guys feeling it? Can you guys feel the fun? Yeah. They're very excited yesterday. They celebrated uh, because the Inflation Reduction Act, which does economists right or left. So maybe you're a lefty out there and you listen to the show. God bless you because we talk about a lot of other things. And you're like, but Chad, this thing says, go look at what even the lefty economists say. Eh, economists say, eh, this thing will do very little to do anything to reduce inflation. Very little. Uh, and by the way, while you're celebrating that, you blamed Putin for all the price hikes. You're celebrating that you're bringing stuff down when the reality is uh, the war's still going on. Oh, yeah. But at least we're going to be greener. What a great day. Exactly four weeks ago today, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law, a single most important legislation passed in the Congress to combat inflation, and one of the most significant laws in our nation's history, in my view. With this law, the American people won, and special interests lost. Folks, I want to take the most aggressive action ever, ever, ever to confront the climate crisis and increase our energy security, ever in the whole world, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. It isn't. And I know you're going to go out there and fight the climate crisis. uh, And how do you do that without, I don't know, China getting on board? Well, Chad, what do you mean? Well, China's not on board. How do you ask a a, a nation that's got to feed one point whatever billion they have? To get on board to something, and 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 you gave them a non-binding agreement. You all did something that felt nice in in France, right? Like, oh, we got the French cards, and we did something, and it all felt nice. And we're like, you know what? We're going to stick to it. We're going to do everything we can to go greener and the whole nine yards. Guess what? They're building more coal fire plants than you can imagine at a high rate of speed. 60% of their energy is coal. But they promised. Well, it's all, by 2030, they're going to change. No, they're not. They're not going to change. Stop trusting people like that. My God, it's, it's, we are Lucy and Charlie Brown. And the world that would love to overtake us and offer their alternative to the world, which is centralized government, controls everything, is everything, take away freedoms, uh, just control, 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 which is what Russia and China are getting ready to do. They're going to meet and they're going to they're going to show the world there is a a a oh, how should we say this? There is going to be a alternative to freedoms and the West. And this is what it is. Do you think they're going to change? They're not changing. They're going to rape and pillage everything they possibly can. It's crazy. But you do what makes you feel good, kids. You do what makes you feel good. But at least we beat beat inflation. And that's really, I mean, that's all that, 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 that matters is we beat it. 
We thumped it, and we're saving money. This bill alone is going to lower the deficit by $300 billion over the next decade. And that's on top of $350 billion will reduce the deficit my first year. $350 billion reduction. And for this, for this fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's talk about your reduction in your first year because they wouldn't let you spend any more money. If you got your way, there would have been an explosion of spending. But two senators, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, wouldn't let that happen. Thank God for that. Not because you didn't want to, because you did want to. But we're like, no, no. But we're going to do all these things. We're just going to, eh, no, no. Even the New York Times three months ago said, reigning in the price increases and the, the, the deficit lowering uh, is far more complicated than this is what's going to happen. And remember, no matter who it is, right or left, in the world of government, when they have projections, it is always based on the absolute best-case scenario where, like, on the way to purchase lottery tickets, we found a $100 bill, which allowed us to purchase more, and then we won our scratcher for $100,000, which allowed us to purchase even more, which in, then in turn allowed us to win $100 million. And on the same day that happened, I got a knock on the door from Publishers Clearinghouse that says I get $7,000 a week for life. If all of that goes that way, yes, we will reduce the deficit. Oh, government's fun. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We're going to talk about something that is not sexy, unless, of course, your producer, Phil, who finds everything in the world of rail sexy. But this should uh, mm, make you think. The disruption on the rails is going to have a dramatic effect on almost every aspect of our economy. It is going to have a dramatic effect on almost every aspect of our economy. What is it? Rail strike. Our supply chain could go sideways based on a rail strike. We're going to discuss that. And, of course, it is Wednesday because that means we need to get a little woke. And there's a lady who believes that the reason she's fat is white people. When you hear this, you're going to go, what? Huh? What? What? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet, text. Love to hear from me. EdenPureDeals.com. Go there. What you're going to see when you use code CHAD3, is A, the savings, $200, but B, the best air purifiers around. You're going to get a three-pack of these, the OxyLeaf Tooth Thunderstorm. You plug them straight in to your wall, right? Your little socket there. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just right there, small, out of the way. Never buy a filter again. Then you let them work. If you've got pesky areas where there's smells in the house, litter boxes, teenagers, or whatever it is, you watch what happens. It eliminates odors. It doesn't mask them. Totally different. Elimination of odors. That's how powerful the Oxleaf 2 Thunderstorm is. Odor, over a quarter of a million have been sold. You will love these. Right now, get your Oxleaf 2 Thunderstorm by using code CHAD3 at EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show.
If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Unfortunately, there are very few alternatives to the rail volume and the costs that are associated with it. So there really aren't a whole lot of alternative transportation modes that we can rely on. Come on, ride a train and ride it. Come on, ride a train. It's a choo-choo train. Uh, Not sexy. That's the reality of it. Railway. Now, Producer Phil, would you call yourself a FOMO? Foamer? Foamer. Foamer. So Fomer, because uh, we joke, if you guys don't know, Producer Phil loves travel, and trains are his jam, one of his big jams. And I said, why did you never apply to work there? I mean, you, you, you know, but he's like, well, we're foamers. So we foam at the mouth when trains go by. Oh, okay. So about a third of our goods get to and fro because of rail. They're close to going on strike. It's going to happen on Friday. They were supposed to go on strike a while back. But uh, Biden stopped that uh, for 60 days. And now it is, it's on. And I know what you're thinking. It's no big deal. Guys, no big deal. Right? We've got everything else uh, when it comes to, to, you know, more trucks. Here's the problem. We're 80,000 drivers down already when it comes to truck drivers. And by the way, we need another 460,000 trucks on the road to make up what will be lost two billion plus a day we're seeing collateral impact from these disruptions on almost every aspect of the supply chain obviously we're seeing it in inflationary costs as well as labor issues trying to find workers as well yeah the medium worker for the railroad uh makes thirty dollars and 84 cents an hour uh about $64,000 a year is what they make. What they've been offered is a immediate 14% pay hike. And over the next five years, that would increase to 24% with a $1,000 annual cash Bonus, the average railroad compensation for their employees, which includes pay and benefits, is 122 grand a year. And I was just saying, that sounds great. Maybe you hate your job and you've always thought to yourself, I would love to choo-choo train. Here is an issue uh, that they have right now. They're saying it's not about money. It's about the fact that there's not enough workers at all much like airline pilots and the things that we're seeing with the, the nightmare that's going on in, in the flight world, the reality is is they're saying we're overworked. We're completely overscheduled. Uh, people are working way too many hours. It's, it's not safe, and it's causing a mass quit when it comes to their industry. Now, few things can happen. They've been meeting, the, they being the president, the White House. The, yes, the president's even got involved in this. Now, the White House is already having emergency meetings. They've been doing this for several days now. The labor secretary was, was actually supposed to go to Europe, but has since canceled that trip to make sure that these calls and meetings continue around the clock so they can try to find a solution. And there needs to be a solution. Now, uh, what could happen? Well, Congress, yeah, they can play a part in this, and that's what the Republicans, Republicans would love to see, right? You know, uh, is is if we have to, Congress is going to get involved 
But you guys better figure it out. And and if you're Biden, inflation, you can't have that right now. You're going to get kicked in the grundle. You're already feeling it. You're celebrating yesterday in tone deaf. At the same time, you're union-based in so many ways when it comes to your campaign and union members, and you depend upon them. So forcing them to go back to work, which has happened in the past in some areas. And even go back to 97. This has happened in the past. Back in 1997, American Airlines pilots threatened to go on strike. And at the time, President Bill Clinton said, not so fast. You are not going to halt this nation, especially on a holiday weekend. And he prevented that strike from happening. So there is a real chance that Congress could step in. Yeah, that's right. I remember that because they were like, I bought my girlfriend a ticket and she was coming to visit me. And they were like, we're not going to be flying. He goes, oh, yeah, you are. That don't happen that way. So could, could that happen? It's possible. But if there is a strike, expect disruptions and prices to go up again. And if you're the president heading into midterms and celebrating inflation coming down, now we're going to call it the choo-choo train price hike. 323-538-2423. A little wokeness straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Railway strike. James Taylor at the White House performing awfully bad music. I was never a fan of James Taylor, but uh, still, I felt bad. Oh. Producer Phil, with you being a musician, is that out of tune? Doesn't sound horribly out of tune. Maybe a little bit. Stop pretending. He's awful, and you know it. Shame on you, Phil. No more choo-choo train stuff for you. I don't, uh, I've just never been a fan of, of his, uh, but uh, still, I just, <sighs> all that going on, kids. I still have a midterm. What's going to be the thing for the midterm? What did I say yesterday? You got to take back the conversation if you're the Republicans. Make the talking points inflation. We all go through it. We're dealing with it, right? Not all of us are going to have an abortion, even people that are pro-choice. Right? Even women that are pro-choice aren't going to have abortion. But you know what they are going to do? They're going to feel inflation. Polling is out. What matters? Control of the House and Senate, of course, among the big midterm prizes. This is 538's House selection forecast. Republicans are still favored, and considerably so, to retake the House. But if you just notice, by less of a percentage now, why? Part of that is that Democratic voters have become more fired up, especially in the wake of that Supreme Court decision around abortion. And so while Republicans had a big advantage on enthusiasm in the spring, if you asked voters, how excited are you to vote? Do you intend to vote? How motivated are you, et cetera? Republicans used to have a pretty big gap on that question. CNN's most recent polling, that gap has closed. Now, polling, I'm never an issue voter. And the reason is, even if you're an issue voter, and let's let's break it down. Let's say you're 37 years old, you're 42 year old, you're a woman, you're you're raising, you got a son and you got a daughter, and you're pro-choice. 
Uh, but you're pretty kind of uh, a little bit conservative here in some areas, liberal in some, like the most of the human beings that live in our great country. And while that's important to you, it was far more important when you were 21. But now, your husband and you, you got a business. Stuff that cost X. 16, 18 months ago, now cost Y and Z. Kids' school stuff is more expensive. Your supplies for your business are getting more expensive. See where I'm going with this? It mattered to you then, and you're a likely voter? No, you're a voter voter. You show up. You participate. You're 22, 23. I expect you to vote for climate change stuff because you want stuff that feels good. I expect you to vote as a single voter kind of issue in certain things that really matter because you're passionate about it. But then life happens, and when it changes, you become responsible. And the more responsible you get, well, the more things change. Abortion is top of mind because they keep it there. It's like January 6th. They keep it. All those things in the media, they ask the questions. Are you walking around? I don't know anybody walks around all day. It goes, man, January 6th, I don't know how we're going to do it. Even people who don't like Trump, they're, they're busy living. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. People, even people that are, are it's funny because we have a young group of reporters. We have reporters here, for those of you who don't know. We actually have reporters in the building uh, for the local station I work at, which is always amazing when I say that. When you mean you have reporters, what does that mean? You really have reporters? We have so many reporters. It's crazy. But you've got a younger group of reporters, and you got an older group of reporters. Uh, one of the ladies here is, I was called, she's my lovable liberal. I love her to death. And she is uber liberal, and she's all about feelings and fluffiness, but she also lives in a world of reality. She's older. She's raised her kids. She's lived her life. And she said to me, I am super pro-choice, but there, there are other things I'm more concerned with. Why? Because I was responsible, and at the same time, I got there are other things that are more pertinent to what my life is about now. Oh, oh. But if you keep it out there 24-7, it's going to be something. But it's always about the economy. At the end of the day, it's the economy. If you focus on democracy's dead 24-7, that's all the news feeds you, you would think, well, democracy must have died. Where was I? Abortion's the only thing that matters. No, other things matter. And the burbs, which, again, are people who vote consistently, eh, it keeps coming back. But if you look at the statewide races, this is the 538 Senate election forecast. And again, Republicans were once heavily favored to take majority of the Senate. Now, 538 says actually Democrats are favored to keep uh, control of the Senate. Statewide races involve the suburbs. Is that where Republicans have the greatest risk? A campaign that months ago we thought would be about inflation, crime, maybe the border in the suburbs is now about abortions, and that's different. Well, I think it is still about the economy. I mean, as much as an issue like abortion has risen in importance. So I think that's why you see so many Republicans, almost no matter what they're asked about, they come back to wanting to talk about the economy because it's an issue that remains pretty potent in those suburbs. Yeah. So you can be somebody who's pro-choice, but with the other, something that would have been 90% of what you voted on 15, 20, 25 years ago, dating ourselves, now you look up and you're like, ooh, well, I am pro-choice or pro-life or whatever it is. You're like, I got 
15 other things that I uh, is ahead of that at this point in time. So while this person may have a, something I feel passionate about here, these people over here have stuff that I know will affect my daily life. And if you're the Republicans, you need to take back the narrative. I've been saying that. You control it in the best way that you can. You get out there. So I, I, I've been talking about, hey, you know what? Put it out there. Get people to pay attention. And that's what Lindsey Graham did. Lindsey Graham says, all right, I got an idea. Got an idea. Let's, uh, let's roll out something where we, the Republicans, talk about it. What? And we, the Republicans, say, okay, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, I see where you're going with this. So why don't we do this? How about we all take it to the floor and have a vote? Republican Senator Lindsey Graham's abortion bill is drawing the ire of Democrats, but it's also putting some of Graham's fellow Republicans in a tight spot as they try shifting their pre-midterm messaging away from abortion and onto President Biden and rising inflation. And Graham's bill needs 60 Senate votes to advance an uphill climb given Democrats are in the majority. House Republican Chris Smith introduced a companion bill in that chamber. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. So wait a minute. He's introducing a bill that would cap it at 15 weeks. And the Democrats are, well, they would never vote for that. If I'm the Republicans, everybody we vote for. Put it, again, control the narrative. We live in a country where there's give and take. And they're, you know, that's the way life is. But you control the narrative. And if they tell you we're not voting for this bill, and you say, whoa, 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 whoa. 15 weeks, what's wrong with that? The majority of Americans believe that we do, that women's right to choose. Yeah. But let's break out all of the details. After the first trimester, it goes from a majority support to a majority say no. By the third trimester, it's hell no. Not even close. Almost 100% no. Oh, yeah. So you put the ball in their court. And if they tell you we're not voting on this, and you say, hold on a second, you can codify this at 15 weeks. Europe, by the way, most of countries, 10 and 12 weeks. That's it. 10 and 12 weeks. So for all, ooh, Europe does all so so there's that. So if you're saying it's all or nothing, like everything else, that's the world we live in now. That's ridiculous. That's not how you that's that's not how you move forward. That's not how we do things. All or nothing, or else. But it goes back to and, and I and I point this out. When Trump was in office. And he had Pelosi and Chuck Schumer there. And he wanted his wall. That's all he wanted. And he said, I'll give you all the DACA kids you want. We'll DACA the hell out of this place. What is it now? I'll double. I'll triple it. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. And what did they do? They said, no. 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 We're not going to do it. Why? Because they realize, well, he's getting something he wanted. But yes, you're you're getting more than you were even asking for. You're getting protection. You're getting all of these things. 
But it wasn't about that. It's not letting the other team win. That's so much of what politics is, and that sucks. Because at the end of the day, it's about us. Because we are their employers, and I think we need to remind them every once in a while, they're not royalty, we're their employers. And as their employers, we expect you to do certain things, and that's get a job done. Don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. While they may not be perfect, I realize I share this great country with other people who have different beliefs than I do. And because of that, there has to be give and take. No problem with that. But I point out to you that if you're serious about it, you would listen, but you're not serious about it. The Republicans are, got themselves in this mess because where they never once for their life ever thought Roe v. Wade was going away. So it's easy to scream and yell at something that you know is never going away because it's just all fake. But once it really started to happen and they got into a crux, well, now he's putting it back in them. He's taking the control. You don't have to like it, and he's put some people in a tough spot, but don't think that people didn't know it was coming. People are like, did Mitch know? Mitch McConnell knew. They did. They did. But if you say 15 weeks, what reasonable human being, 75, 80% of America, doesn't go, okay, I'm fine with that? What reasonable person doesn't go, yeah, that's fine. But now you want all or nothing because you're not interested in this because you understand, you think, politically, I can hold this over the Republicans' heads all day long. And we can raise a ton of money on it. And they have. How many, how many emails, text messages have you gotten? Too many, I'm sure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson's show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Yes, there is wokeness coming up. Plus, I got yelled at yesterday for my uh, breaking news about the kangaroo incident. We'll talk about that uh, straight ahead. Lear Capital. Uh, right now, inflation, you're looking to see what's going on out there. Inflation is, erp, erp, erp. what are you going to do? Now, I own lots of coins. Again, I was in the industry for a long time. So Lear Capital is you know, amazing company, and they deal in precious metals. I've owned silver, gold. I've had it for a while. I've, uh, I've got tons of precious you know, coins and things of that nature. I always have. And it's just a smart thing. It's a way to diversify. Right now, they want to send you a free Kennedy silver half dollar with no purchase necessary and their investor kit. Everything is absolutely free. They're not asking you to do anything, but just check everything out. You keep the free Kennedy silver half dollar. They get 25 years of experience. They understand what's going on in the marketplace. And many of you out there think, well, bonds would be good right now. It's not. 24-hour risk-free investor pledge is what I love from them. Meaning, let's just say you join up with them and you say, yes, I'd like to buy something. And you do. And then you get the invoice and you look and you go, you know what? I don't feel comfortable at this price. They'll walk it back. Boom. No obligations. They put you first, and they want to educate you. Do the smart thing. Chat with a Lear specialist now about investing in precious metals. Get your free Kennedy silver half dollar. Visit Lear, L-E-A-R, Chad.com. That's LearChad.com, LearChad.com. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy, that is good. It's different. 
because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think fine, it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. I don't know. Look, first of all, let's get this out of the way. White people are the devil. We all know that. That guy told us last week uh, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. We're the worst human beings on earth. This one is new even for me. In the world of wokeness, we already know that it's always about how you feel and how everything's taken and if you can spread blame around. This one, though, I don't even know what to say to this. But white people, you need to stop force feeding this lady. I'm going to prove to you why white people are the reason I'm fat today. She's going to prove to us why white people are fat today. (sighs) Sit back, kids. Hold on to your hats and glasses. This here's the wildest ride in the wokerness. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered. So... Based on her, if it wasn't for white people looking for spices and whatnot, uh, India would still be not discovered. We'd, nobody would discover anything. Because, by the way, apparently people in India and elsewhere never had a curiosity if there was more. And if they didn't get discovered, then East India Company would never come to Indian subcontinent. And if they didn't come, then the fertility of the land would not get destroyed because they forced us to cultivate tobacco and dyes and opioid, things like that. And that destroyed the fertility of my country. Okay, so that's it. So white people's fault, 110%. Look, we've talked about it, colonization. It had a lot of bad and it had some good. Look at a lot of nations. There's a couple books out there saying, look, if it wasn't for colonizations, a lot of these nations would still be left in areas of way, way, way back comparatively to their neighbors. See Pakistan and, uh, and Afghanistan. Hmm, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But she's blaming white people for her being fat. Take away the colonization. She's blaming white people for her being fat. And then if that didn't happen and if they didn't exploit and extract resources until my ancestors were left with nothing to eat, we wouldn't move to this grain-heavy diet that we have today. Also, if white people didn't come to the Indian subcontinent, then my ancestors would not go through 50 small, medium, large famines and in 1943, nearly 3 million people would not have died due to starvation and malnutrition. Well, there are a lot of places white people didn't go, and there's still, you know, starvation. But still, again, this is, uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys are picking up on something here. None of it is her fault. We also wouldn't biologically be programmed to hold on to more fat because my genes, they all... They don't fit. That's all we're saying. I can't even listen to her anymore. You're blaming white people for you being fat. You're blaming white people for your not being able to control your eating and picking the wrong things to eat. That is 
Wow. Even for some people who are super woke, like that feels like a stretch. You know, you could just not eat as much. I'm just saying. Put that out there, you white people. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The economy, stupid. I say that and it's like, no, it's not. It's other things. Yesterday, the party at the White House to celebrate the crushing of inflation uh, didn't go as planned. Case in point. All right, I do not want to be a party crasher, but we interrupt this celebration for a hard, cold dose of reality. Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. The very inflation that the president says he's made great progress addressing, heralding his Inflation Reduction Act as the boon for the economy that we didn't see in a key number out earlier today. The sell-off, the likes of which we've not seen in quite some time. Yeah. Neil Cavuto there. He doesn't want to be a party pooper. He's just saying, hey, look here, uh, the numbers uh, don't bear out to what he's saying. Not meaning, you know, look, could something happen? I hope so. I hope something happens. I hope some things turn around here. But the reality is, is uh, it just doesn't uh, jive. These are not pretty numbers. They're not. U.S. inflation rose 8.3% year over year. August increase was 0.1% over july oh here's the thing food price index food because we need food 11.4 percent year over year highest increase since may of 79 the last century declines in gas and energy have helped offset but the reality is still ugly and even uglier is when you take out certain things right Meaning, which is I find to be bizarre, energy and food, well, guess what? It rose even higher. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it wasn't pretty. They celebrated, right? They had to celebrate. They bring out James Taylor. He does his thing. I have seen fire. You know, Biden's touting all the greatness of it. Look, I don't want my president to fail at all. Why would you want that? Why would you want that? But you look around and the reality is inflation has not gone anywhere. People are still going, this is a big deal. We talk about abortion, talk about climate change, talk about democracy, talk about it. But inflation is still the thing that all of us deal with. Whether you live in Maine, you can live in Bangor, Maine, right? Or you can live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You're dealing with the same thing, inflation. It might hit you different based on certain things. Average, year over year, You've taken a 3% pay cut. 
That's average. Unless, of course, you live in a place like where I live, Phoenix, highest in the nation. Uh, and while they're celebrating, the reality is, is people are still feeling it. Well, the inflation numbers came in. They came in hot. 13.2% increase in inflation from the time that Joe Biden came into the White House to where we are today. And the American public are feeling the heat and they're falling behind. And so we have no more votes this afternoon because all of the Democrats have headed to the White House to celebrate this. They want to celebrate, have a party to celebrate a vote that passed along party line vote. What they're celebrating is raising taxes, hiring tens of thousands of new IRS agents and attacking American energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> Jill was applauding. Yeah. Let's just throw this out there. Medium income for the United States remained stagnant second year in a row. U.S. bank deposits fell $370 billion in the second quarter, the first decline since 2018. We feel it. You feel it. I feel it. We could sit here. We can him and haul. What is to be done? The reality is... is at some point, we're going to have to face the fact that this administration, uh, they were more concerned with green energy. I think they thought this was going to be temporary. Remember, it was always going to be transitory. And we've got to retire that now. They're going to have to raise rates. To get out of this situation, we're going to have to raise rates, period, case closed. The cost of borrowing money goes up when the Fed hikes interest rates. We've already seen it in credit cards. The average APR now 21.4%. If you're carrying a balance, that gets way more expensive. And in mortgages, now above 6%, the average 30-year fixed rate. Yeah. And that's what's going to have to happen. Jerome Powell's going to have to raise rates again. Because, oddly enough, there's still plenty of jobs. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that's still available if you want to work. And I think, too, this is that other thing that we rarely talk about, but we need to, is uh, sometimes we just get to a point where it's like, well, it's not as bad as it used to be, and we kind of accept it. We just kind of accept it. We get used to it. And I always say, look at California. California bitches and moans about the taxes, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Why is it a dollar more expensive here for gas? Why is it always? Because you let people take advantage of you. Steal the money that you earmarked, if you will, through other things that you voted on. And you just accept it after a while. And so why wouldn't they continue to do what they're doing? So you just kind of go, well, I'll bitch about it, but I'll keep doing whatever it is I'm doing. And that's the fear is we're just going to accept this. It's, it's just kind of is what it is. It's just kind of is what it is. Let's go from there. No. No, we can't. And we're about to have a, a situation where it's going to get even worse inflation-wise because of what may happen on the rail lines. The disruption on the rails is going to have a dramatic effect on almost every aspect of our economy. Almost every aspect of the economy. Why is that? Because they're getting ready to strike. They were supposed to strike a while ago. Biden stepped in, put a 60-day hold on that. They're supposed to strike on Friday. Amtrak's already made moves, I think, that affect people today. But a third of our goods travel by rail. 
we're not going to replace that with truck drivers. We're 80,000 truck drivers short. We need almost a half a million new trucks on the road just to make up for that. So think about that for a second. Supply chain nightmare is going to be coming. Meaning stuff is going to get more expensive because of the potential of this railroad strike and if it goes on. Not being talked about because it's not sexy. Let's be fair. It's not a sexy thing to talk about. Strikes. But like everything we in, in the world, how does this affect me? Well, it doesn't. Well, then, do I really care? But when you go, how does this affect you? Well, let me tell you how it affects you. You're like, well, then I do care. We're seeing collateral impact from these disruptions on almost every aspect of the supply chain. Obviously, we're seeing it in inflationary costs as well as labor issues trying to find workers as well. Yeah. And that was the big thing. So they're going to get a 14% raise immediately is what they've been offered. In total, the five-year contract would raise that by 24%. Not that for you get an extra 10%. So so for the next years going forward, it's an extra 2% raise, 2%, you know, so it equals 24%. Here's the issue. They're like, it's not about that. It's about the fact that we're exhausted. Scheduling is a nightmare. We're overworked. Uh, this is something that could land at everybody's feet. So while they're celebrating, they're partying, they're enjoying this, there are other things going on. There are. Well, this helps everybody. This bill cut costs for families, help reduce inflation at the kitchen table, because that's what they look at, how much of their monthly bills and how much do they have to pay out for their necessities. It doesn't. It's not. Most economists say negligible at best, but very unlikely in the short term to reduce any inflation. So think about that for a second. So it's not actually helping. So your Inflation Reduction Act might, have been, might as well have been called what it should have been called. Here's a whole bunch of uh, money for green energy. Over the short run, fluctuations in energy, food, and housing prices will set what happens when it comes to inflation this year and probably next. Bill Adams, chief economist of Co-America Bank. Oh. It doesn't take a targeted approach to fighting inflation. Healthcare costs are an important driver of inflation as well. So, you know, look, there are things there I love. I love the Medicare thing and, and, and negotiating cost when it comes to prescription drugs. There's, it's not all evil. And bad, but like everything, you got to read the fine print. And the fine print is you could celebrate all you want, but you're, you, you see the Dow get hammered yesterday. And by the way, the Dow Jones was almost at 37,000 at the beginning of this year. It was under 32,000 yesterday so while that is not the end all to be all the reality is we do pay attention because we have 401ks we have investments we have people who are retiring we have businesses that want to see that they're making money so they can continue to reinvest in their business and expand etc so yeah there is some indicator there three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program Love hearing from all of you. And again, I know big business is horrible. And you know how I know big business is horrible? You guys want to know how I know? 
And you're like, Chad, you know, big business. How would you even know of big business? Or because of the mean things they can do like this lady. Poor lady. Something you were not prepared for in the corporate world. No matter how much work you do, you are always dispensable. Always. I stood on my head for a company and went in early every morning, left late and worked weekends. And when I decided to leave, they replaced me within three hours. You are always dispensable and no job is worth your mental and physical health ever. I know we were going to retire her cubicle, Karen. We were going to get rid of it. We're going to retire it. Not let anybody sit there again. Uh, We're going to have a banner. Uh, but we said, hey, people have to do that work. And what did you think was going to happen, lady? Just curious. You quit your job. They replaced you. What did you think was going to happen? I'm curious. If Tom Brady retired today, you know, his chance he's going to. If he did, guess what happens? They replace him. He's the greatest and the only one that's ever been him. Michael Jordan. Bulls still play basketball. I'm just saying. My God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter little what's trending straight ahead. This portion of the program is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. BetterHelp.com. People struggle on a day-to-day basis. Maybe it's a new way to change your thinking. Right. Give your brain a reset, if you will. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's a great way to support your brain, to give you a healthy brain. Learn the language of talking, power naps, things that you can do to help you keep mentally healthy. BetterHelp is online therapy, provides video, phone, even live chat only therapy sessions. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Simply fill out an easy-to-use online questionnaire. You're matched in under 48 hours with a therapist. And it has done wonders for my stepdaughter, and I think it'll do wonders for you. Everybody can use a reset every once in a while, and it's just good to talk. Again, 22% of Americans last year sought some sort of therapy to sit down and talk, and it's not bad. This is a way to do it affordably. Right now, save an extra 10% by going to BetterHelp.com slash Benson, BetterHelp.com slash Benson. For 10% off your first month, BetterHelp.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> You're kidding me? It's not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Find out what's trending on the old interwebs. Head over at uh, Twitter time. Twitter tab, USA America. Oh, Democrats are destroying America's Twitter. Brett Favre. Apparently that big scam didn't go like he thought it was going to go. The governor of Minnesota, uh, Mississippi apparently tried to help him. Uh, how should I say this? Mm, defraud. 
Mississippi. A lot of dollar bills, yo. Jesse Powell, singer, has passed away age 51, as did Ken Starr. Mike Lindell. Oh, my God. That's all I need to say right there. Trending. Yep, 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 yep. A lot of other stuff that's just, like, I have no idea. My favorite trending story of the day is a... The police were called to a Dairy Queen in Delmont, Pennsylvania, for a man with a gun wearing a clown wig. Officers said the man told him he was undercover and working to restore Trump to President King of the United States. <laughs> no, word, no word if that took place yet. <laughs> Head over to Google. Aaron Judge hit number 56 and 57 last night in pursuit of Babe Ruth and Will probably be the king of the American League by the time everything is said and done. Seahawks, number one trending thing yesterday. Ken Starr, Jesse Powell, also trending. Jimmy Kimmel's apologizing for something he did, apparently on the Emmys. Is he at the? Was he on the Emmys? I thought uh, the Keenan Thompson guy hosted that. What was he doing? I have no idea. Could not tell you why he was there. Lindsey Graham. Saves Biden's big day, Politico says, by coming out with his abortion 15-week bill that he would like to push out there. Because Biden's big day was a nightmare. And, of course, the stock market also trending after yesterday's uh, thumping because the news from inflation was not great, kids. Currently, stock market's down a little bit, and it's going to hover around here. I think a lot of people are just trying to get their sea legs again. As we head into, you know, this fourth quarter. And like I say, October, kids, right? You go back and you look at when we've had the big crashes. October seems to be it. And uh, so you never know. That's all I'm saying. Woke Wednesday, got more woke stuff coming up. Plus, I'm in trouble because of uh, the whole kangaroo thing yesterday. If you missed it, we'll talk about it straight ahead. Chad Metzen Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me, you're you. Don't ever change, baby. world do we live in can't say that stuff i just said it what are you gonna do to stop me nothing wednesdays we do woke stuff we like to have fun with this some of it's real some of it's crazy some of it's wacky let's uh, and and here's a, a perfect example we deal with inflation every day but how many of you 67 percent of americans are self-censoring meaning they're watching what they say and a vast majority of them say, I know it's not offensive, but I'm afraid somebody's going to take something offensive. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because it really doesn't matter what you say. I always joke. You know, I could say, have a nice day on Twitter. And somebody's going to like, F you, white colonialist SOB. And you're just like, whatever. So somebody's always going to be offensive. It's, it's nuts. It really is. Andrew Doyle tries to make sense of woke racism theories. And let's be real at all. It's just wacky. 
whenever you're anti something, I just laugh, right? Like, first of all, who's pro, I'm pro this? I'm pro, it's it's the, the, the craziness they put out there, you know, that, that every company has to come up with, right? Somebody in a company will say something or tweet something or they'll find something from six years ago that they tweeted when they were 12 or, or, or set online when they were playing a game. And they're like, you know, they have to come out and go, you know, Nabisco. And I'm not saying, I'm just using Nabisco would not, uh, does not condone, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, it's dumb. It's dumb. It really is. It, but, hey, you know what? To be woke, you've got to be, well, you've got to be ready to take on all comers and be prepared. So it's really messy and complicated because you can't just explain that straight away. You can't explain, you know, if you take the phrase anti-racism, we're all against racism. So why would you object to the principle of anti-racism until you read a book such as How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi and you realize that what he means by anti-racism is not what we mean by anti-racism. Yeah. What he means is being proactive in the discovery of racism on the assumption that all human interaction is underpinned by racism and that all white people are complicit in white supremacy, whether they want like it or not. That's the Robin D'Angelo. Yeah. Remember her? She wrote that book, you know? Because why? Because she went to a company picnic. And apparently she was placed in the, you know, they were going to play games and stuff. And she was at a table and it was all black people. And she felt uncomfortable. So automatically all of us now have to have some sort of therapy slash Zoom meeting at work. And in doing so, again, you have to look over and you have to blame somebody for something and again part of the woke ideology that's out there is it's got to be somebody's fault we were talking earlier for this show grab the podcast the lady who's blaming white people for her being fat it's like what what are you talking about i mean that's where we are that's where we are in fact ibram x kendi in his book says that the dichotomy of not racist and racist isn't real and that being not racist is just another form of racism Similarly, Alana Lenton, who's another critical race hustler, said that um, to be not racist is a discursive form of racist violence. So to be <laughs> not racist is violent. <laughs> so you've got these anti-racist activists urging people to be racist in order to not be racist. It makes no sense. No. But you know what? That's, that's, that's so kind of where we are in so many things. Is, is to, when, when you look at stuff like this... Uh, it, it, it's perfect, right? So to, because just like with, remember, it was, it was uh, climate change was first, it was global warming. Well, global warming, it didn't work, right? It didn't really work because if it started to cool at any time, you couldn't be something. So now anytime climate change, you'd say it's climate change. So if you're anti-racist, you're really not anti-racist. It's just another form of you saying I'm racist, but I'm just saying this because I want to be racist. How? How? How do you even? How do you wrap your head around that? If you're genuinely against racism, you have to be opposed to anti-racism. So how do people make sense of that? If you redefine words and then deny that you are redefining the words, you effectively end up gaslighting the world. Mm -hmm. And that word gaslight is their word, isn't it? Well, it comes from that 1940 film where, you know, the husband is constantly lowering the lights and the wife is saying, why is it getting dimmer in here? And he's saying, no, that's just your head. It's all in your mind. And that's what they do to us all the time. So they'll say, this is a largely peaceful protest. It's burning buildings behind the guy, but he'll just say, oh, it's largely peaceful because they think by describing something as largely peaceful, it becomes largely peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. That's like saying I'm thin compared to, you know, my weight isn't very big compared to a building. 
It's like you're you're changing everything because that's what happens. And you've got to watch out for it because you're seeing it in your work every day. Trust me, I see it in the work that we do, not just here, you know, I mean, but uh, by the way, some of the stuff, we say, you know, we have fun. We do. We do. Michael and I, we joke, we have a podcast, we've done a couple of them, we're like, we never listen to anybody. Because we would be canceled in five minutes. It's because nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Oh, it's because you're mean. No, it's not. By the way, my aunt, black, my uncle, and I, Hispanic. Oh, what? Yeah. So, you just sit there and you shake your head. And you think to yourself, how do you deal with this in a world, you know, where everybody's looking to cancel everybody all the time? It's tough. And if you, it's no longer, you know, even if you're anti-something and you work for it, it's just not enough. It's never enough. But the language is important. And we're seeing it even, even, and here's, and this is why this is so important. It's about control of the language. Because if you can control the language, you control so much. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pro-life. Abortion. Pro-choice. Oh. Like it could be anything. Women's reproductive rights. Health care. Change it. Takes away from what it is that you're talking about gun control oh control control the language everything's about the language and they can deny the observable reality in front of your eyes and they'll do it and it'll drive you insane and they'll blindside you with jargon and they'll say you're too stupid to understand critical race theory even though the, the fundamental precepts are not that difficult to grasp and they'll throw the jargon at you and they'll, they'll put you off yeah because that's what they do and if you can control that language, it is a win. And if you can, it's a win. And go and look at something as even, even the redefinition of what, quote, unquote, a recession is. Right? So we talk about inflation. Inflation is up. They're celebrating yesterday and, and at the White House. But the numbers that are coming in is inflation's going up. And they're celebrating. Think about this. Talk about having no timing. You're celebrating your Inflation Reduction Act, all the while inflation is continuing to move forward. But you've redefined recession from the meaning that it was because, again, it's about what? Control of language. And that matters. Whether you're anti-racist, right? you're pro-choice, gun control, illegal immigrant, no, just a person that's a migrant. I mean, what? Control. Which political party founded the KKK? The Republican Party, of course. Wrong. Wrong. The Democrat Party. Are you serious? For real? You know which party abolished slavery? Which party? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the Democrat Party. It was actually the Republicans. Republicans were the anti-slavery party established in 1860 with Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican? Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Which political party gave African-Americans the right to vote? Mm, you can go with the Democrat. Republican. Republican. Yeah, well, well all right. <laughs> Scary. People don't know stuff. We just don't, you know. Uh, again, we, we don't. Uh, yesterday is another one of those we shouldn't be surprised things that comes out. But 
you know, you start looking and you're like, wait a minute here. <laughs> How many people don't know anything about anything? Uh, a lot of people. Less than half of Americans can name the three branches of government. You're like, oh, Chad, that's easy. It's snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> it is not. 26% of respondents could not name any First Amendment freedoms. In this new study, a survey found that there was a decline in the number of respondents who could name any of the five freedoms guaranteed under the First Amendment. You're like, what? What are you teaching in school? More than three-quarters of respondents know the Constitution prevents the federal government from establishing an official religion, which is good. But they don't know a lot of the other stuff. My goodness me. Freedom of religion was named by 24% of those who surveyed, falling from 50%, 56% from those previously surveyed. Those who named freedom of the press also declined sharply, down by 30 percentage points from 50 in 2021. We're getting dumber by year. This isn't like 20 years ago, and then we did a new one. No, we're getting dumber by the year. My goodness me. And the sad thing is they vote. It's not very nice yet. Well, I'm just saying, every one of you listening right now who pays attention, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you vote. I don't care who you vote for. Go and vote. But that being said, doesn't it drive you crazy that the person next to you who has no idea what they're voting on they have no they couldn't they, they 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 don't understand any of the stuff that's happening and they're going to cancel your vote out and you're like why am i trying <laughs> why am i reading these bills you know i mean these these propositions that are out there why am i reading the bills that these men and women have proposed and tried to get through or got through and why i should vote for them and not vote for them why am i doing any of these things when duh could just go three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson show us your Twitter tweet at us text the program update I got yelled at yesterday because the whole kangaroo thing you guys didn't hear kangaroo for the first time in eighty plus years killed a man in Australia talk a bit about that a lot of stuff still to squeeze into Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash chat. You can go there right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens from Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor, for over 25 years. Put together the most amazing thing, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Absolutely fantastic. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food, which, as he refers to it, is dead food. It's not dog food, meaning it's meant to be shelf-stable, stay there for a while. The nutrients and everything, whatever's in there is probably all dead. So what he does is he came up with this amazing thing called canine Vitasmart. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food, brings all those nutrients out, brings it to life, helps your dog, helps them with their, maybe they get allergies, they've got digestive problems, low energy, joint pain. You watch what happens. Try a bag for free. Cover the cost of shipping. It's on Dr. Dennis Black and Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. 
I'm standing in Buckingham Palace now, and you can, if you can hear me, there's a beating of the drums. Uh, everyone is watching the ceremony uh, intensely. No applause, just respectful silence. And it's um, quite a historic moment for everyone concerned. Yes, indeed. It's quite a historic moment indeed. The Queen is dead. Long live the King. And hopefully he has enough money to make it through the night. Because as we know, uh, life is getting tougher. Things are more expensive over there. Uh, indeed, mourners are standing around because why... Why not? What they've tried to do, the authorities, is foster a sense of community along the way. And so uh, the, the line has actually been divided up as it goes down the, the River Thames. It's going to last possibly for something like 30 hours for those who are joining at the end, some three miles down this river. But all along the way, there are stewards. Uh, there are faith stewards. Uh, people here are, yes, waiting in line for an event, but they're also in mourning. Is there a rod, Stuart? <laughs> I might go to that. Chad's not very nice. Queen is dead. I don't give a rat's ass who you are. I am not standing 30 hours outside waiting for you to drive by. No. Wow. We don't get it. I get it more than most of you because I lived there for a decade. Still. As we all know, I don't do parades and big crowds just because it's annoying and parking. Right? When you're a kid, you're like, don't worry about parking. When you get older, you're like, ah, parking. <laughs> but 30 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours. And if there's dissent, by the way, if you protest the queen or any of the royals right now, they are dragging you away. <laughs> so understand. Uh, I, I, I found that out firsthand when I was first over there. I was working for Talk Radio UK. And uh, I was working on an overnight show this guy named nick and i was just like sidekick slash producer and i was on the air and i i said something about the royalty and uh they uh was quickly reprimanded on monday you can't do that eh? you don't stand something so uh i don't get it i'm, I'm I, you know i i understand i just don't get the 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 30 hours, 40 hours, the hours people are waiting to see something drive by. I just, you know, you know, it's like North Korea. Okay, well, you're brainwashed. This, uh, I, I just don't. By the way, speaking of, uh, partly because what have you done? Now, granted, she did do some things. Not going to say that she didn't. Uh, but over the last umpteen, you know, years and decades, uh, they're, they're, who are they? Like, you know. So what is what exactly? How do they survive? Are you ready for this? So the the estimated combined value of the British monarch, seventeen billion pounds or euros, depending on I'm not quite if they're on the pound. I believe they're back on the pound, uh, and they get money based on certain things. They get like a an allowance. The sovereign grant was eighty six million last year. So, which represents about mm, two bucks per person in the UK. Okay? So, normally what happens, the Queen receives 15% of the Crown's estate profits, meaning all the tourism and all that stuff. So, they get 15% of that. She got $100 million last year. They got some cash. There's no doubt about that. So, all of them get, like, quote, unquote, that allowance. They're not hurting for that. 
The Crown Estate passed to the Queen to, uh, from Queen to Charles without uh, you know requirement to pay any inheritance tax, the standard rate, which had been 40%, charged on the part of the estate above a certain threshold, which was 500000 for each individual. So they're doing okay. No tax there because he was king and queen and country. Yesterday I talked about uh, a man who was killed by a, a, a kangaroo. And uh, people got mad at that. This man was killed by a kangaroo. Uh, let me tell you something. If you own a wild animal and you die by the wild animal, you're going to get made fun of. And you recognize that. If any of my critters eat me, you have carte blanche to make fun of me for hours. I, I hope you do. I hope you do. He kept a kangaroo that was bigger and stronger than him, and it whooped his ass, and he died. And then when the paramedics came up, they couldn't get close to the guy because he wanted to fight. The Roo. I'm just saying. You recognize that when you keep stuff like that, there's a chance something could go wrong. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, you're missing the show. Grab the podcast. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I have seen fire and I've seen rain. Oh. I've seen sunny days I thought would never end. God, look at that celebration yesterday at the White House. How about that, huh? Inflation finally over. The great war of inflation has been defeated. Thank you to this amazing administration who's gone out and just, well, they did everything they needed to do. And, 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 and you know, Biden summed it up. The stock market doesn't necessarily reflect the state of the economy, as you well know. And the economy's still strong. Unemployment's low. Jobs are up. Manufacturing's good. So I think it's, uh, I think we're going to be fine. We think we're going to be fine. Absolutely fine. <sighs> Except for the part where inflation is up. And people, are you just settling in? Are you just, we're good with this? Is that just, uh, well, you know, it's not five bucks a gallon. Oh, yeah, you know, it's not this. Uh, I will say, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but here in the West in particular, my gas has gone up 20 cents in the last couple of days. Now, I know we live in a very different part of the country comparatively to the other parts of the country because I'm out here in the West. In the West, our gas is higher. We don't have the pipelines. We have special blends, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But here, Phoenix, highest inflation in the country, 13%. 13%. They're celebrating yesterday at this, remember, what was it again? Um, reflation reduction act is, 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 is what it is that we were, that this is what it's all about. But then let's be real. It's not, it's about 
the climate, that's what this bill is for all intents and purposes. Go look at what the experts say. Even the left-leaning experts say, yes, this isn't going to do anything for inflation. So how did some people cover it yesterday? Oh, let's see here, Fox. All right, I do not want to be a party crasher, but we interrupt this celebration for a hard, cold dose of reality. Stocks tanking because inflation is accelerating. The very inflation that the president says he's made great progress addressing, heralding his Inflation Reduction Act as the boon for the economy that we didn't see in a key number out earlier today. A sell-off, the likes of which we've not seen in quite some time. No. No. Stock market was down. That's why I talked about stock market beginning it. You can roll it out. You can have the party. You can do all of these things. The reality is the day-to-day is more expensive. Let's just take it. You know, that's what I love. Hey, you know, let's take out food <laughs> and let's take out the, 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 you know, fuel. So, which is, I'm like, because none of us need that apparently. Well, that index was up. The core index up way bigger. And if you just want to do food alone, up so much further than they thought it was going to be stuff is expensive people i tell you this on a daily basis at the end of the day it's the economy as they move in and the battle of the midterms gets ready to 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 go 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 uh we could sit here and we can talk all day about numbers and what about this and this poll said that and that's john king's got a great uh cnn by the way for those of you guys don't know cnn i watch a little bit of cnn especially because they're really good on the war in Ukraine, uh, and it is a much different CNN. But they had a poll, a bunch of pollsters on talking about it. You got Republican pollsters, you got Democratic pollsters talking about, hey, midterms, what's important? I continue to always say it's the economy, stupid. Control of the House and Senate, of course, among the big midterm prizes. This is 538's House selection forecast. Republicans are still favored, and considerably so, to retake the House. But if you just notice, by less of a percentage now, why? Part of that is that Democratic voters have become more fired up, especially in the wake of that Supreme Court decision around abortion. And so while Republicans had a big advantage on enthusiasm in the spring, if you asked voters, how excited are you to vote? Do you intend to vote? How motivated are you, et cetera? Republicans used to have a pretty big gap on that question. CNN's most recent polling, that gap has closed. Yeah, the gap has closed. I'm sure. I'm sure. The gap is closing somewhat, but polls are, as we all know, I mean, after 2016, polls really kind of were like, you know, does anybody believe polls? Republicans don't answer polls the way the Democrats do. Uh, What's the question? How's it phrased? You can go about all of those things. Uh, But you know what? It's not like when you go to buy something, you see it's more expensive. Republicans don't pay something different than Democrats do. No, we all pay the same. We all understand that inflation if you look at this inflation, abortion, health care, the January 6th hearings, you see where they were in July. You see where they are now. Inflation as an issue is down some. Abortion as an issue is up. Health care as an issue is up. Is that what is driving this? Coming up at the issue of abortion is so salient for so many people. And it's not that inflation is not salient. It's not that people still don't feel concerned about the direction of the country or uneasy about how we're all getting along politically. People would rarely talk about abortion. Now it comes up before we even suggest it. Why? Well, because it's out there, right? You know, you know, we're going to talk a bit about that, about taking back the narrative, which was what I think that Republicans tried to do yesterday. But that being said, not all women are pro-choice. Not all men are pro-life, right? Half the country, you know, uh, is, is, is somewhat pro-life. 
you know, they're they're pro-choice early, but they get pro-life when they realize, okay, now it's a life. Now it's a life. But we all spend the same dollars. We all feel it. And you may be 37. You may be in the burbs, independent, a little bit liberal in some areas more than others. Uh, you're for, you know, marriage equality and stuff like that. But you're also 37-year-old female who you and your husband or life partner, you have a business, you have bills, you have kids, you start seeing where you're going. The things that mattered when you were 23 don't matter the same when you're 37. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Getting the kids to school on time, making sure school is up and running, getting the kids the things that they need, and by the way, paying for said things, and noticing that those things that were going in their lunchbox a year ago are somehow a little bit more expensive matters to the average person. But if you look at the statewide races, this is the 538 Senate election forecast. And again, Republicans were once heavily favored to take majority of the Senate. Now, 538 says actually Democrats are favored to keep uh, control of the Senate. Statewide races involve the suburbs. Is that where Republicans have the greatest risk? A campaign that months ago we thought would be about inflation, crime, maybe the border in the suburbs is now about abortions. And that's different. Well, I think it is still about the economy. I mean, as much as an issue like abortion has risen in importance. And so I think that's why you see so many Republicans, almost no matter what they're asked about. They come back to wanting to talk about the economy because it's an issue that remains pretty potent in those suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty potent indeed. Not saying abortion's not going to be an issue. Of course it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a bigger issue if it's on the ballot places and not people on the ballot, if that makes sense. If you put abortion you know, should it be legal in your state on the ballot? It's a bigger issue than, well, you know what? The state's going to decide, so you got to vote the right people in. But then you say, well, uh, uh, this person's pro-choice, uh, but their 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 beliefs outside of that, while I believe in that, they're going to hurt the rest of what I believe in. It's a much different thing. It becomes a little bit muddier. And as we all know, and this is something that's important, the end of the day, we still act in our own best interest. That's why we're not a democracy. That's why we're a republic. Because if we were a democracy, eventually people realize, I can vote myself stuff? Yeah! And then it all goes to hell. A representative republic is what we are, a democratic republic. It's not that. We're representative. Each one of us represents a certain ideal and a place, but it's not... The 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 masses get to vote themselves something. It's very interesting. Look, do I do I think that the the Republicans are, you know, have some issues? Oh, there's no doubt they have. And I've talked about that for months, long before. Long, long before. Abortion became the issue that it is now. And by the way, it doesn't help, too, when in the world of abortion, if you will, uh, that the, the media spends 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, they'll bring a candidate on and all they want to talk about is 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 pro-life, pro-choice. You know, you, you, you've got 900 other things that you would like to talk about. And the media's done a very good job at framing the narrative about January 6th and democracy. Do you really honestly feel like democracy is dead 
come on. Do you really and, and, and again, our republic, do you really feel that way? No. Do you really feel that we are we are one one situation away from where we no longer exist as a nation? No. But if you're asked that question over and over again, you continue to answer it. You think that's the only thing that everybody thinks about. And that's not it. Remember, so much of what goes on in particular in the news media, the big giant media, the establishment media, the things you don't hear and talk about in many cases is what a lot of other people are talking about. Hence the reason why their numbers aren't very big in a lot of places. People just don't watch it. They moved on. They consume in a different way. We now have bifurcated ourselves in such a way that we go consume the media we want to see because we want to see the things we want to see. We want to talk about the things we want to talk about. That is, I mean, look at the way we consume entertainment. Look at that. I've got a smorgasbord of stuff. Now, stuff that matters, stuff that people value as a great show, we will, everybody finds and watches. Everybody, they go to it, right? You know, Stranger Things, whatever. They go and they watch. There's that. The NFL. We obviously know no matter how you give it to us and serve it up, we're going to watch it. I was telling my uh, on-air partner locally here last night, man, during football season, Tuesday and Wednesday suck. There's, uh, there's no hockey. There's no basketball. Baseball's not in the position right now where people get super excited because the playoffs are around here. So what do you have? You have Thursday night football, so you get excited. Fridays, you're like, it's Friday. It's fun. Saturday, you've got college football. Then, But, you know, you we watch the things we want to watch. We choose them the way that we want to choose them. If you continue to feed us the stuff that we don't care about, guess what happens? We don't go there. And if the media continues to do that, all they talk about is one or two issues. Well, if I'm not interested in those issues, I'm not going to watch it. I'll go to the things that I want to see. So when they talk about abortion is the only issue, democracy is the only issue, and it's fit, well, if that's all you show me 24-7, you think, oh, that's it? But then you go elsewhere and say, well, no, there's a lot of other things. You guys just aren't giving us the whole story. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of things to get to, uh, and I'm going to get to them. Trust me, a little Woke Wednesday stuff. Man, there's some hilarity. This one lady, and you will hear it, she blames her <sighs> nutritional overachieving on white people. Colonization. Oh, my Lord. And we'll talk about uh, how much money. The old, uh, it's good to be a royal in that sense. Oh, my Lord. It's good. I know they got uh, stipends that were quite nice and they were, you know, uh, quite healthy at times, healthier in some years and really healthy in others. But, whoa, man, tell you what, it's good to be a royal. Per kale bed sheets, best around. My pillow's got the amazing per kale bed sheets, normally $90, now on sale for $39.98. Promo code Benson. Breathable, cool, crisp, durable, built to last. Machine washable, super easy care, 250 thread count. You slide in there, you feel like you're sleeping on a million bucks. They got the queen, they got the king. Both come with two pillowcases and uh, tons of color sizes. 60 money back guarantee, one year limited warranty. Go to mypillow.com slash Benson. Call 800 800- 983-4975. Deep, deep, deep discounts for the Percale bed sheets. Queen size. Again, normally 90. Yours right now for $40. Tons of discounts on all other MyPillow products. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show.
You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> Jill was applauding. Oh, of course he was. He doesn't even know where he's at. Very Jeb Bush. Remember Jeb Bush? Come on, people. <laughs> it was so awesome. Uh, one of those first debates with Trump, and Trump had waxed the floor with everybody and low energy Jeb. And then he's just, he said something. He's like, really? Like, you're not going to applaud that? It's just, oh, my Lord. If you're asking for applause, I think you know where this has gone. I think you do. One of the things not being talked about, needs to be talked about, is, you know, well, they're running around celebrating at the White House. Inflation's going down. And remember, the war in Ukraine, which is still going on, by the way, for those of you not keeping score, uh, while that is still going on, and that was the cause of inflation and, and gas and oil prices coming down, apparently Biden solved all that, we face another true issue here that needs to be talked about. That It's not super exciting, but it's relevant. You know what? We're going to have a rail strike, and that is huge. The disruption on the rails is going to have a dramatic effect on almost every aspect of our economy. Almost every aspect of our economy. How much so? A third of our goods gets to and fro from the rails. We're going to have our own supply chain issues based on rail strike, which is looming. I saw that Amtrak has already made the move. They, it's supposed to start Friday uh, from what I understand, Amtrak's already made the move, and they are now in a position where I guess they're cutting back stuff as early as today. Uh, and this is going to be an issue that, again, not sexy, but reality is it is going to get ugly, potentially. We're seeing collateral impact from these disruptions on almost every aspect of the supply chain. Obviously, we're seeing it in inflationary costs as well as labor issues trying to find workers as well. Yeah. And uh, which I'm surprised producer Phil has not uh, got himself his little choo-choo train hat and done the things that he's always dreamed of because he's always wanted to be a choo-choo train guy. But this is not a good thing. This is not. This is a third of our goods. Think about that for a second. And they were offered a ton, and they're going and meeting round the clock. Let's get this thing sorted. Now, the White House already see meetings. They've been doing this for several days now. The labor secretary was, was actually supposed to go to Europe, but has since canceled that trip to make sure that these calls and meetings continue around the clock so they can try to find a solution. Yeah, they were offered, I guess, a 24% bump in their pay, and they turned it down. Uh, Biden can do what Clinton did. We stepped in and said, no, this isn't going to happen. I don't know if he will because they're so embedded with the unions in saying that a rail strike now could potentially be devastating, especially as they head into the midterms. Welcome to the world of politics. A little wokeness coming straight up, kids. Are you ready to get woke? It's Woke Wednesday. Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uh, yes. 
The rail strike was not sexy. People are going, are you serious about the rail strike? I'm like, that's how much nobody's paying attention. Yes, there's going to be a rail strike. A potential uh, of, of what may come of this could uh, hurt uh, everybody, consumers. This would be our version of hurting ourselves and the supply chain issue. And uh, do I think they'll avoid it? It's hard to tell. But you strike while the iron's hot, right? And if they're already offering you 24%, uh, maybe holding out for a bit more. It's crazy. If they offered you 24% raise today at your work, you're taking it. Speaking of that, this is hilarious. This is a woman. Uh, speaking of work, she quit her job. And I said this to Anthony last night, producer Anthony. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he was shocked by this. Listen, she's upset about something that happens after she quit. Something you were not prepared for in the corporate world. No matter how much work you do. You are always dispensable, always. I stood on my head for a company and went in early every morning, left late and worked weekends. And when I decided to leave, they replaced me within three hours. You are always dispensable and no job is worth your mental and physical health ever. What did you think was going to happen, lady? I'm curious. What did you think was going to happen? That, oh, well, Karen quit. So we can't have that. Can't fill that job. We got to retire her cubicle. <laughs> Sit. She's done. We got to retire the cubicle. Right? We're going to have a ceremony. She's going to come in. There'll be cake. We'll, we'll drop a banner and we'll retire the cubicle. And no one can. That I know that we needed some of that stuff for payroll or whatever. But for those of you who are under Karen's wing for payroll, you'll no longer be getting paid because Karen. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. In American sports, he may be arguably the greatest we've ever seen, considering how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, longevity, how great he's been for as long as he's been. The day that he leaves, will they replace him in three hours? No. They've already got people behind him. I am. I, I say this all the time, and I know people get weird. And they'll send me nice stuff, and I appreciate that. Everybody, I'm. I'm a nothing. I'm a nothing. You know who I matter to? My family. That's it. Friends, family. That's it. Outside of that, uh, I replaced in, in ten seconds. Not a big deal. Greatest who ever did this in, in this. Who started this talk radio that we know today? Rush Limbaugh passed away. Every all the plot. He was replaced. It's the way life is. It is the way. Li- You're shocked. Well, let me tell you, I worked weekends and I answered emails at night and I can't believe that within three hours, they replaced me. What did you expect? Just curious. My God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Chow is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. It is Wednesday. For those of you not keeping score, it is Wednesday. 
And because of Wednesdays and the things that we do on Wednesdays, we like to stretch our legs a little bit. And then, of course, we like to go out and get ourselves a little wokey. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary? You can try the patronising special. I think you find it's pronounced patronising. It's time for Woke Wednesday. Uh, where do we start in the wokeness of Wednesday? Well, it's simple and easy. This is maybe my favourite stuff I have heard all week. I, I don't even know what to do with this, but there is a lady. Uh, maybe a lady. I don't know. She may identify as something else. It's a possibility uh, that she is identifying as something else. But she is so woke. And in this world of wokeness, remember, you've got to tell everybody that you need to do everything that they tell you to do. That, you know, their feelings matter more than your feelings and your belief system is antiquated and old and their belief system is better and it's new. And most importantly is shift blame where you possibly can so whose fault is it that she's fat i'm gonna prove to you why white people are the reason i'm fat today excuse me wait hold on a second what i'm gonna prove to you why white people are the reason i'm fat today which is uh fantastic so she's going to prove to us why white people regardless of where you're from right so you could be uh white and you could be from europe you know australia uh, you could even be, you know, uh, white and you could have been born in South America, right? Maybe, you know, can it, it doesn't matter, but the white people of the world, you've made this lady, this poor lady who was just sitting there. She wasn't doing anything. She wasn't bothering anybody. She was force fed food. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered. And if they didn't get discovered, then East India Company would never come to Indian subcontinent. And if they didn't come, then the fertility of the land would not get destroyed because they forced us to cultivate tobacco and dyes and opioid, things like that. And that destroyed the fertility of my country. Okay. So what she's saying is white people came and they colonized and they came and they went there. I'm going to first, let's point out a few things here that I find to be ridiculous. Okay. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered. So do you think that nobody was ever going to go there? Do you think that they were never going to try to uh, go somewhere? Do you think, I mean, have you ever asked yourself the question just for a second? Uh, just for a second. Have you ever asked yourself? Well, you know, if white people didn't come here, because, again, it's always white people's fault. If us evil white people hadn't showed up, everything would be great and nobody would have ever discovered us. So you, what you're saying is if, 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 if somebody, right, no matter who it is that discovered your land originally, could have been the, the, the Norsemen who, you know, every time you turn around, they're like, hey, we found this, uh, this thing and it seems predate even the thing we thought before. 
But no matter who it is, whether it's Columbus or or any of these, you know, people that are that are out there that they they point to as well, this group or that group, that none of these things would have happened. Nobody would have ever found you. India would be unknown today. It wouldn't be India, just be unknown. Africa would have never been discovered. It would just be there. We'd all just be sitting in our little area in dark. Never pushing forward to expand or to learn or to do things. Not saying mistakes weren't made. Not saying horrible things didn't happen. But I'm pointing out the fact that she's going to the point where like, well, if I weren't looking for spices, we'd still be never found. That alone says you're an idiot. Fat, drunk, and stupid. Oh, my goodness me. Well, let's go back. She's going to teach us a little history. And then if that didn't happen and if they didn't exploit and extract resources until my ancestors were left with nothing to eat, we wouldn't move to this grain-heavy diet that we have today. Also, if white people didn't come to the Indian subcontinent, then my ancestors would not go through 50 small, medium, large famines. And in 1943, nearly 3 million people would not have died due to starvation and malnutrition. So that would have happened. Look, I'm not saying that white people are perfect. Europeans I always love when everybody else you know the euros uh, you know the white people like they, they're colonized I'm like hey talking about the Europeans <laughs> but so everything would have been perfect your world would have been a utopia you have a billion plus people so everything would have been perfect Nobody would have showed up. And you guys, which, again, if you live in India, you're not really heavy on the meat eating. uh, But everything else would have been perfect. That's what you're telling me. And so white people who colonized and were evil and bad. We've been talking about that all week long. The queen, she's evil and bad. The, The white people, though, the colonization of it. Because of them. And what took place, lo, those many years ago, has caused you in the modern era of today of which we live for you to be fat. We also wouldn't biologically be programmed to hold on to more fat because my genes, they always think, okay, you're going to die. At some point, there's going to be a famine. You will not have food and you're going to die. I would also not be prone to diabetes, heart, high blood pressure, um, heart diseases, and all that other things. So, yeah, white people is the reason why I can't lose weight. <laughs> no responsibility whatsoever. Zero responsibility. White people, it's your fault. That's the reason she is fat. White people, it's your fault. You made her fat because your your great 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 grandfathers or people who resembled your great 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 grand showed up here one day, and in doing so, they all stood around and said, "Look, one of you is going to have to stay back, and you're going to have to continue to procreate until this girl's born, and then shovel food down her throat, making her, of course, fat." Mm, no. No, no. It's a you thing, honey. It's called personal responsibility. It is. 
I've, you know, since I stopped playing soccer, you know, I've fluctuated in weight. You know what? At no point did I ever blame my genetics, even if there's, and genetics plays a huge part in all kinds of stuff. None of that stuff. And the reason we hold on to fat and the reason we do certain things is because for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries, our ancestors didn't have food. Their whole day was, can I get food? (laughs) That's it. Yeah, you can get food. I found it. Now I have to kill it before it kills me. Or I have to grow it. Oh, my God. I just, this is, this is insane. You know, I, you thought you heard it all. One lady's upset because she can't believe how in God's name could anybody replace me. I've been working here. I worked weekends. I answered texts. I emails the whole nine yards. And within moments of me leaving, they had somebody replacing me. I can't even believe that happened. This lady's like, white people are making me fat. Oh, good God. Personal responsibility. Wake up. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. By the way, you know, it wouldn't be a woke day if we didn't talk a little woke stuff and find out about pronouns and things of that nature. Uh, You know, what about sharks? Have you ever thought to yourself, you know what, I think that shark needs a pronoun. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use shark shark's pronouns and sentences, wolf wolf's pronouns, paint paint's pronouns, and cat cat's pronouns, that that's pronouns and sentences. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use the verb viz pronouns and thon thon's pronouns. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use shroom shroom's pronouns and prince princess pronouns and sentences, shark shark's pronouns and sentences. Remember, whatever happens to you in life, it's someone else's fault. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text the program you sir and gal and people who identify as whatever you're now woke. When in doubt, blame it on the white people. My goodness me, you know what? When I put on thirty pounds, last couple of years since the climb uh, since the the whatever the hell it was the the pandemic and the whole thing, yeah, you know I'm working so much I have no time off I eat like crap. But now that I realize that it was because uh, somebody discovered America. And because of that, I'm fat. You damn Europeans. Uh, I'm not fat, fat. But uh, I'm definitely nutritionally overachieved. Trying to work out a little bit more. Trying to eat a little bit healthier. But uh, I take the responsibility. My body's always looking for food because, well, I work sometimes 16, 18 hours a day plus. And I tell you what, though, I didn't realize that it was somebody else's issue, not mine. Good God. 323-538-2423. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Does your dog lack energy? Maybe they've got joint pain, something of that nature. Look no further than Rough Greens, canine Vita Smart. Best stuff around. Period. Kesclaw's on the story. Why? Because it's amazing. Feed it to my dog every single day. Sprinkle on top of his foods, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, all this incredible stuff. Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor, 25 years. He has put together some of the most amazing things. And for your dog, you will find nothing better. My dog, Doodle, will swear to it. And you know how? Because he's still alive. And I've only changed one thing. This. This is the only thing I've added or subtracted from his world. And it has helped him tremendously. Right now, try a free bag. A free bag. All you have to do. Simple and easy is go to ruffgreens.com slash chat to get a free bag. You cover the cost of shipping and away it goes. It's all yours. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. We'll wrap it up straight ahead, kids and kittens. This is the Chad Benson Show. 
Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. The wins were predictable. Ted Lasso! Succession! The speeches were strong. This is what believing looks like. But the audience just wasn't there. It was the least watched Emmys of all time. Just 5.9 million people tuned in to NBC Monday night for the TV award show. That's off over 20% from last year and almost half a million viewers below the previous low, which came in the heart of the pandemic in 2020. Monday Night Football simulcast across ABC and three ESPN channels had an audience more than triple the size of the Emmys. <laughs> Ah, why? Because, first of all, as we all know, uh, sports in America, in particular football, is truly the national pastime and religion. Secondly, nobody cares about watching people who want to preach to you and who are self-important get awards at all. Nobody cares. Nobody does. It's just... Award shows are useless. We watched award shows many, many, many moons ago. I've I've explained this uh, over and over again. And the reason was simple. We didn't have social media. We weren't really connected with stars. They were bigger and larger than life because, well, they were something that you didn't really ever see. Ever. You never saw anything about them. Maybe you'd read in the, the rags, right? This, that, and the other about them. But outside of that, you never saw them. We're connected to them 24-7, 365 now. We see them at their best and their worst. They're human beings. It's that simple. They get any different than that. And uh, I just think people look at it now and they're just like, eh. And the other thing is, because we're so, you know, some people watch this. I mean, back 30 years ago when you had a minimal choices, well, everybody knew who everybody was and they paid attention to whatever was going on at the time. And it was a bigger deal. Just not now. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Plus, they're so something. That's the other thing. My goodness. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter you can tweet at the program. You can text the program. Man, that was a solid, fun show today. If you missed any, make sure you grab the podcast where podcasts are available. Have a blessed rest of your day. As usual, there was a hump, and we got you over it. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.